0: Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Let's talk about, uh, we started the conversation earlier about what we are seeing from a gen- from so-called gen z and i'm always a bit nervous about that because we think it's scientific it's not it's just a a a, a grouping but uh, are we seeing or in fact not are we we are most definitely seeing a tremendous rise in anti-semitism amongst the so-called gen z generation uh, globally and the question is why dr galit ben Tsur is a lecturer at the department of political science at Ilan university uh, a very good morning thank you for joining us how are you doing today
1: Good. Thank you. Good morning, Howard, and thank you for having me on your show.
0: It's a great pleasure. So, what what <laughs> There's no doubt uh, uh, that the that with TikTok, Instagram, the amount of Absolutely. shocking information um, and and incorrect mm-hmm. information uh, has got to have some impact on our youth.
1: Uh, absolutely, and we can take the David Tiger story. Mm-hmm. It's directly connected to the effect of uh, social media. Look, there is no doubt that the Hamas surprise terror attack on October 7 and the Israeli response created a dangerous, a new dangerous wave of anti-Semitic content and propaganda and hate speech on social media. You, ta- you can take the simple example of the slogan from the river to the sea, mm. which clearly incites committing genocide. But the concerns exceed beyond the digital world. We have heard reports of physical attacks and threats against Jewish individuals and uh, synagogues, cemeteries, uh, residences, schools, businesses. We know that even Israel has issued a warning advising its citizens to travel abroad cautiously and to try concealing their Jewish and Israeli identity. But when referring to the roles fulfilled by social media, we have to take into into account several things. We all know how social media succeeds in shaping information and public discourse. We know that social media platforms provide non-state actors including terror organizations as well as individuals or members of anti-semitic groups an opportunity to spread their messages now by using social media platforms they are able to directly convey anti-semitic content and what they do they bypass any regulations or mainstream media outlets. So in other words, excuse me, social media networks provide them with an alternative to mainstream media to spread information. But we see that aside from influencing and swaying public opinions, social media also plays a central role in mobilizing people to take immediate and decisive action. So We can see how social media has changed traditional mobilization structures because now we see the way members of movements or groups are recruited. We see how communication takes place. We see how members interact and what type of protest activities they are engaging. So we see a shift from what we call traditional activism to digital activism. So people mobilize both virtual both in the virtual and the physical space. And here we see how anti Semitic content also mobilizes people to commit acts of anti Semitism. Um, and, and, and unfortunately the Jews are the target of anti Semitic attack on social media. They experience anti-Semitic harassment, violence. We see more and more young Jewish adults who prefer to hide their Jewish identity for fear of becoming victims of anti-Semitism. Now, if we're talking about TikTok, mm, mm. TikTok is is perceived to be a, a hotbed for anti-Semitic, violent, and extremist content because of its huge popularity among teenagers. And there is a problem, because there is uncontrolled spread of anti-Israel and anti-Semitic content, which is very worrying. I mean, we know that the Biden administration is trying to block TikTok in the U.S., but you need to understand that TikTok is the new search enge- engine for Generation Z, and the main source of news for many young people. and. Unfortunately, TikTok's narrative is very anti-Israel today.
0: Is that deliberate or is that, is, that, um, is that the platform itself? or and certainly I've been reading articles about uh, very real campaigns based whether they're in Egypt or where they, wherever they are written as though for example they come from Israel uh, and, and uh, disseminating false information uh, that's, that's people using the platform so I guess what I'm trying to figure out is is it the platform itself or is it the way it's being abused
1: I think it's. Um, I know that there was a, there was a, uh, there was a trial to to create some kind of a balance, but there are a lot of uh, pro-Palestinian influencers and celebrities there, and they are pushing the narrative to be more more pro-Palestinian. So there is a problem. I mean, I mean, it's it, the problem is so grave that U.S. politicians accusing. TikTok of promoting pro-palestinian content to incite Americans against Israel some you know some even say that TikTok is like brainwashing young people i don't know if it's on purpose or not but one thing I know that they need to monitor the messages, but the thing is that there are so many people who are influenced by, the, by those influencers. And we're, when we talk about people, I mainly refer to teenagers because the influencers are there. There are so many celebrities there who are promoting a pro-Palestinian narrative. So we have a problem. It's so difficult to create balance here.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's uh, uh, the so, so how do we solve this uh, it, I mean I would imagine that you don't solve it online you solve it offline but I don't know if that's strictly speaking it- correct
1: The only thing is education, education, media literacy, providing the young generation with the tools to try and figure out what is right and what is wrong, what is true and what is fake. I think this is the only alternative that we have. Now, here we know that the war between Israel and the Hamas is not only a ground war, it's also cognitive, it's psychological mm, warfare mm. to affect people's perception. And how? And this is done by spreading hate and disinformation online. Now, the problem is that we are dealing with the young generation, and the young generation is highly influenced by those platforms like TikTok. So going back to your question, whether it's deliberate or not, I think that, as I said, I know that they they try to monitor and to create some balance, but there are so many, uh, the the pro-Palestinian narrative is so dominant there that it's such a problem. It's a problem, and we have algorithms well, I'm just operating
0: say that, that, here. So, 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 to me, what's fascinating is that these these algorithms exist in the in the real world and in on social media. In other words, if people create an echo chamber within an organization, a political party, a community, and mm-hmm. they they shut out all all voices who disagree with them, they create this narrative mm-hmm. that they believe to be true. I was on a um, on on uh, national TV last night, on a debate mm-hmm. um, with a deputy minister, deputy minister of justice, about Israel and about the International Court of Justice, and what shocked mm-hmm. me was the number of statements that the minister made that were factually almost laughable, and and he wasn't lying. This is the truth as far as he knows it, and that means that he's in an environment where nobody is questioning the absurdity of what they're being told. So that exists in the real world, and then now you take it to to social media where people are just hearing the same things that they want to hear as 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 israel supporters we don't have that privilege because there are so many voices (laughs) anti-israel but that's not a bad thing because we're hearing it we have no choice but to hear it so we know what the alternative view is they're at a terrible disadvantage obviously which becomes dangerous because they're only hearing one aspect of 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 the of the conflict yeah
1: Right, right. I mean, this is what we call selective exposure. Mm. You basically align, you, you, you search, you seek for messages or information that align or are consistent with your views. And you, in a way, you're shattering yourself in like a bubble, okay? Because you don't want to get any other information which contradict your perceptions. Mm. And, and and it's a problem. And And when it comes to social media and adding the algorithm which basically, you know, pumper only messages that you want to hear, it's even worse. So what I'm trying to say here that social media not only shape people's views, it's also mobilize them. Sometimes it's good. Look what happens in the Arab Spring. But here, I mean, definitely, you know, with anti-Semitic incident is something which is negative.
0: Very, very interesting indeed. We do need to leave it there. It is 8.30. Dr. Galit ben lecturer at the Department of Political Science at Barilan University, talking to us about social media. Is that one of the reasons that we are seeing a rise in anti-Semitism amongst the Gen Z generation?